Mint Blue is a company based in Amsterdam and Antwerp that helps its clients to implement projects on the BSV blockchain. Its mission, it says, is to make the public blockchain as accessible as the public internet. It already has some well-established clients in accountancy and invoicing. But I wanted to find out from CEO Niels Vandenberg about a more tangible product that he was wearing. Our watch doesn't show time, because that often tells you to rush. Nowwatch creates a new relationship with technology, a new relationship with yourself. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. So, Niels, I want to ask you all about Mint Blue, but yeah. first of all, tell me about that watch. What, what time is it? Let's, <laughs> let's have a look. It doesn't have the time. What do you mean it doesn't have the time? Well, it doesn't tell you time. It only gives you time. Because Nowwatch is a brand that it, it registers all your biometrics and it helps you be in the now. It helps you become healthy and in the now. And basically, it's a it, it's more of an accessory that also tracks all your vitals. Right. So you cannot tell the time with that watch. <laughs> You're seriously <No>. telling me. <laughs> yeah. This is creme de la creme hipsterness of Amsterdam. Um, right. Are they popular? A, they are pretty popular. Yeah, definitely. Um, if it breaks, can you get it fixed? For sure, yeah. And every part is actually replaceable. It's a completely composable watch. So you can replace the... I currently have the parabola, it's called. Oh, um, right. But you can also put stones in it. Uh, you have different straps. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I kind of customized this myself. Right. So, okay, so now let's talk about this because properly what this is, is all full of interesting electronics, isn't it? And what, what, what is it? What is it doing? So... It tracks my uh, breaths, my heartbeat, my steps, my sleep cycle. It basically tracks all my biometric information of me and of my life, basically. Right. And, and so where is all that going? Currently, it's going in the cloud, like many other smart mm. smartwatch brands uh, that, that are out there. But Knowledge really wants to pioneer and yeah, push boundaries in this field. And they already are very conscious of data ownership. And they want to bring that to the next level. So what we're doing is um, we're integrating uh, the blockchain into their infrastructure. So every user becomes a, a complete data owner of right. their so, information. So Nowwatch is a client, a customer of Mint Blue, your yes. company. Yeah. And this project is one example of the service that Mint Blue is going to provide to all sorts of businesses, I think. Indeed, yeah. We are kind of... Uh, the Yoda to the heroes, we always say it internally. <laughs> but like, um, so we kind of help organizations really reap the benefits of Web3. Mm -hmm. um, we make it very easy for organizations to just plug and play our SDKs and APIs into their backend systems. Right. So they can help for all the benefits. So if I, I can tell the time with my watch, but if I buy a now watch <laughs> to put on my other wrist... You don't need the time. <laughs> I won't need the time. But yeah. this data then will be uh, sent to the blockchain. And how does this ownership question work then? Right, so um, so the Nowwatch infrastructure now has the MintBlue SDK integrated into its infrastructure. So when a user registers for the first time, they yeah, normally have to create an account, set up their account, etc. Now a on-chain wallet is also generated in the backend and the user can uh, generate a private key and split that private key among uh, multiple recovery methods. So one recovery method, of course, is the watch itself. 
mm. because your biometrics are a unique fingerprint that yeah can secure one piece of the puzzle. Right. But then other pieces are secured by your phone, your email, your Google account. So if you lose one of those methods, there'll be enough others. Indeed. Yeah, the idea is that, I mean, you're, you can do up to eight. If you have then a certain threshold, you mm. can recover your on-chain wallet again. Okay, the so idea is that not a single company has access. That's, right. the, that's the key point uh, of why we do that. So when I use those points of access and I'm on the app, what will I see about my own health data? It will be just like any other smartwatch. Um, It it is just like a a cutting-edge smartwatch. So I'll be able to tell how long I've slept or heart rate and everything. But the point is, owning the data means that actually I can do something with the data to my advantage. Exactly. Once you take ownership, uh, you can do things with it that you can do when you are an owner. You can share it, you can sell it, you can rent it. You own it. You decide. So who might want to rent my records of my heart rate or something? (laughs) Right. Um, Well, there are multiple use cases. Um, You can imagine on a smaller scale use case, you can, if you go to a doctor and the doctor hands you new sleeping uh, drugs, for instance, it can request data to your sleep cycles. And then the doctor can track over time how the drug is affecting your sleep cycles. Right. But you can also go to uh, the the gym, for instance, and a trainer asks you to request access to your vitals, to your heartbeat, and then the gym trainer can really personalize its service so you have, yeah, so you you get the best service because he knows how you're going on the inside. Right. Those are two examples where it's more small one-to-one. I'm not going to be making a profit or getting anything from it, but there might be situations where I could actually earn some money from this data. Indeed, yeah. I, I mean, I would say like, Imagine there's like a large research organization that um, there's a football match in the country and um, a research organization wants to track of 100,000 people how the heartbeat progresses as the match uh, right. unfolds. That's cool information that research labs can very uh, use well. And imagine the, 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 the machine learning algorithms that also can be fed with this information. It's truly authentic information that you buy from an owner. This is untamperable. You cannot tamper with it. And that's going to be the most valuable resource in the future. So, especially with AI. Would I then look on the app and there's a bunch of people putting up requests or bids yeah. for, for, for different bits of my health information? I'd say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sell it here or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine you have an inbox um, and you get a letter. And in the letter, it's like, ah, Research Lab wants to receive two weeks of heartbeats. Uh, and uh, breaths, and then you say, "Oh, and and willing to pay this, could be, yeah, could be. It doesn't have to be, um, but then you accept." And then, so you just press, "Okay, I'll do that." Yeah, and then a an, uh, private key is added to the wallet of the of the research lab. So the research lab ha- then has a yeah private key to access that piece of information mm-hmm. because we have com- compartmentalized all the data that's on chain into separate. Uh, structures, so you can give very selective access and revoke select selectively. Right. So, the research lab would download my heartbeat or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> then it wouldn't matter if I revoked that access because they'd already have what they. Or would it make a difference? Then? Yeah. Um, so you can revoke the access, and what happens then is that you basically have um, um, kind of falsified your signature for them. So. Then we enter more uh, a legal 
area where you say like, okay, this owner does not accept you using this data anymore. So, of course, that organization right. that so bought it can So they downloaded the data, but at any moment they can verify it. Exactly. Because the public blockchain is this notary, right? Yes. Everybody can access it. It will be always there available online. So anyone who obtains the data in a secondary market can check on the public blockchain, is this valid data? Do I have a signature to use this data? Right. So how do you, I mean, stepping back a bit, how much of a business model is there in this, do you think? I kind of can't believe that this health data is really going to be worth anything much. But I think it's the healthcare market is one of the largest markets in the world, larger than a military market. It's a huge, uh, huge market. Uh, and I think with data becoming more and more, uh, yeah, there's a craving to authenticity and information. I think this is a beautiful platform and example of also the user being in control and an owner and peer-to-peer -peer exchange and that you can prove authenticity. And yeah, research, yeah. So from yeah. Mint Blue's point of view then, the lab that is collecting this data would be a customer of Mint Blue. Would they have some special subscription that they would, how would they get into the system? Yeah, good question. So these customers would not be customers of Mint Blue. So Nowwatch is, uh, the, is, the, is the smart wearables brand and they, are, uh, they have this hardware and they make this platform available for yeah, a personal data market. Right, so... So we are basically, we're just like under the hood supporting them in using Web3 technologies, but we don't uh, right. handle business. So there would be a negotiation between the lab and NowWatch, yeah. and the lab would say we're prepared to pay this much for access. I mean, this is before they've paid for the data itself, but to set up the system. Yeah, indeed. And the, the vision of it is that we create a public protocol spec. So not only NowWatch, but there can also be a competitor uh, smart wearables that can pick up this public protocol and also potentially use MintBlue or another uh, blockchain service provider. And they can just follow the protocol so that you get one uh, universal biometric data market. And this can become a standard. That's, of course, the vision. That's the vision of, uh, of all the blockchain protocols. Are right, so there. other rivals to NowWatch yeah. would be plugging into the same system, and then the people buying it would be able to amalgamate all the different providers. Exactly, yeah. It's competition and collaboration, and that's what blockchain is all about. Right. Well, okay, so but even that is just one example because it's just about healthcare, but what other things, what other areas do you think Mint Blue would be able to, to, to exploit like that? Yeah, we, I mean, we've been, it's hard, I must say. Blockchain adoption, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard to adopt. Um, we've been at it for one and a half years now. We've had a couple of really interesting use cases now that are in integration or production stage. Um, I mean, directly connected to the NowWatch is, of course, the uh, e-money, the tokenized euro. So we're partnered also with an uh, electronic money institute, one of the first in the Netherlands to tokenize uh, e-money. Um, and that could be a very interesting um, go-to-market as well to kind of merge and have those two use cases collaborate. And that's really what we see in everything we do. Because I think with, with uh, the blockchain that we use, with Enterprise Bitcoin or the BSV blockchain, it is one global ledger for everything, for all use cases. So all the clients that we sign up and all the use cases that we have can interoperate and collaborate 
So for instance, one uh, client that we have is called Something. It's a nature restoration organization. Um, and they do carbon offsetting and stuff. And they have integrated our uh, infrastructure too. And we have a protocol with them. So now you can imagine that we can integrate and connect that Something carbon offsetting protocol with the NowWatch uh, biometric data marketplace. So every step you take is directly planting trees. You know, but the, how does that? Work? I don't. I'm not. Sorry, you've lost me there. What, how does how does the healthcare collected by the Now Watch relate to planting trees? It doesn't. But the point is that because you work in a central ledger in a shared database, you can do complete transparency and uh, you have full provenance of information. So you can integrate multiple services directly with each other in a fully trusted manner. And you can have full provenance of the entire action. So if I have a step and that's recorded on chain immutably, then the carbon offsetter company can listen to the step and plant a tree. You know? I see. So the point is that because this data is recorded on the blockchain and is accessible to whoever the user wants, they could choose to make it open to, say, a nature conservation uh, operation that had some offer about the relationship between staying healthy and some sort of charitable purpose. Indeed. This is, this is a tiny look into the industry that we're heading towards once you have a global ledger where data can be interoperable and trusted and shared. I mean, one of the things that I, is impressive about Mint Blue is that you actually seem to have real-life customers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> proof of work. But I mean that that's true, isn't it? You've got big, you've got proper established companies who are already customers of Mint Blue. Is that right? Or? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, a year ago we announced the Visma Yuki integration. Um, Visma Yuki is one of the largest bookkeeping systems in the Netherlands, and uh, Visma itself, the mother company, is one of the largest in Europe. So how is that going? I mean, is is there is it all going smoothly and money's pouring in and everything? Uh, with Mint Blue or with that? Use with case? you. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we are fairly healthy, I must say. Yeah, we, we are, uh, we of course had an investment. Um, yeah. we, that allowed us to build and to in, in, invest ourselves and to build up this client portfolio now. But and that sales graph is actually going up, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, yeah. We're actually doing okay for like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new technology. It's hard to, to sell still. There's a lot of education needed. All the, all the things we all know, of course, being in this space. Um, but I think being so rooted in a, a location like Amsterdam and mm. Antwerp, we are very, uh, like we have a big network there. We have family, friends. Um, we can really, like people want to listen to us and we uh, kind of can get like into conversations with interesting people so and they, they want to uh, explore this. They so want to explore Web3. Yeah. So, so that's one example. What other customers you, can you talk about that you've got? Um, well, we have one uh, invoicing uh, organization. So yeah, Visma Yuki is one of the bookkeeping system, but then there's also a, an, a Pebble access point provider called Storecove, and they, uh, in, in the future, continuous transaction control becomes mandatory. And that is that uh, in Spain, you do it already a bit, that if you send an invoice, directly the tax office can see the invoice. All right. To yeah. Deduct the VAT, for instance. And this is becoming mandatory in the whole EU. And uh, Storkov is using uh, Mintblue and the blockchain to give multi-party access controls. 
So they already are integrated in thousands of organizations with their mm. API. And they're going to offer a feature where you store the data on the blockchain and you can give multiple people access to your invoice once you send it to the auditor, the bookkeeper, the tax office. So as far as you're concerned, then the technology is there. It's all sort of ready to use. And it's just a question of going out and meeting some customers and explaining yeah, to them. Yeah, sounds easier than it no, is. No, I mean, I'm not, saying it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying that from the technology point of view, yeah. you're not struggling with developing technology because really you, it sounds like you've got it all sorted the, and that really it's the marketing and the business indeed. side of it now. Is that right? Indeed. I think that's the largest uh, challenge that the entire ecosystem has today is the technology is there. It is way beyond there. You know, we don't have to focus on that anymore. The, the the use cases that have viability today, they do not require the deep tech solutions, the novel like uh, cutting edge stuff that people talk about. I love doing talking about it. I'm also a geek. I love talking about that stuff. But truly, in the business world, the simple things are more than enough. It's more about the use case, go to market, marketing, sales. But it's interesting that you talked about being based in Amsterdam and having that sort of network of actual relationships with with people that you know. I mean, do you think that is really a key to getting uh, entrepreneurship going on Bitcoin SV, that companies shouldn't be just spreading themselves across the globe and hoping that somebody comes along, that it actually is more sort of intimate than that? For sure. I I feel like personal connection is everything, and especially in blockchain where trust is so paramount and looking at the crypto space even more, uh, you need to be there in person. You but need the, to talk to people. It's, it's sort of almost ironic that you say that because the whole thing about Bitcoin was that you didn't have to trust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be beyond the requirements of trust because yeah. it was just technology that didn't Indeed. leak. Yeah, I totally agree. But business is still people's talking to each other and trusting each other to to start something and when you when you want to take that first step together you just need to take the leap together and trust each other truly yeah and then of course once there's a proof of concept live you can then people are open to you and they start to listen and then you can explain why there's no trust needed in a system um but yeah in the end of the day business is always two people having a relationship yeah that's amazing. Well, we probably better stop. I don't know what time you've got, but... Ah, it's uh, now. Oh, that's <laughs> it then. <laughs> Thank you so much, Niels. Really, really amazing. Nice, thanks. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> cool. Many thanks to Niels Vandenberg. Next week, I'll be exploring an amazing and well-established blockchain project from the United Nations World Food Programme with its founder, Human Haddad. So please join me again next week for another CoinGeek conversation. Until then, from me, Charles Miller, thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>